All right, we have a merry group here, a whole bunch of us. Biggest pod yet. Yeah, biggest pod yet. So how's everyone's weekend been? I saw Thor. Yeah, I saw Thor Ragnarok. And um, I got to say, it is that movie. It bangs. This is the best one in the whole, what is it, 17 Marvel? Has it really been 17? It seems like 17,000 films. I think so. I think this is the best one. For a while, Guardians of the Galaxy was my favorite. But I think Thor is definitely, they, they have hit their stride. They figured it out. and What made it so good? So I like the fact that they went all comedy and they just, um, they all those little filler scenes. There's a joke for, there's banter and there's lots of joking. And there's no draggy parts. They didn't go all Shakespeare and they mm-hmm. didn't go all regal. You know? Yeah, we we were talking about this earlier today, and we said like it's kind of it's kind of like they rebooted how you do a comic book hero movie, like a, a slightly different formula that works really well. But it's mostly because it's comedic, I think, is a big part. Yeah, I think everyone saw how garbage Batman versus Superman was, and they're all <laughs> petrified of of being that. The entire Justice League universe, all those movies, they're hard. Good riddance. Good riddance. I I don't want that so to sad. succeed. I don't want them to succeed either. I'm actually pretty like I've I've been on board ever since Disney bought Marvel. I've been mm. on board ever since. I've enjoyed every single. Yeah. Generally, generally speaking, like people don't really like the DC heroes as much. I feel like I love Batman. Okay, Blast I know you like me. Batman. I know you, you like Batman. You take that back. But I personally <laughs> think that Superman is like the basic bitch of uh, superheroes. Okay, okay, okay. You just <laughs> yeah, stop because we're not gonna get into this. Okay. <laughs> I, I want to continue to like you, uh, uh, Philip. I want to continue to like you. We can bleep that out. So you can stop right there. Yeah, okay, okay. We'll debate this separately. See, Philip's, uh, see, listeners, Philip is a superhero, so we have to protect his identity. That's right. That's right. We do. Escape from plan A. It's like the, the combination, I don't know what it is. It's like, it's like, um, it's like a, it's like a, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, just, it's, a, it's almost like a different. Yeah. Very different. Do you see? Hi, this is Eliza Romero, and tonight we bring you a special episode of the Escape from Plan A podcast. Um, a couple times a year, I do an Ask Me Anything or AMA for my blog, Aesthetic Distance. And usually I get a bunch of dating questions from my followers. And I thought that this time I would do something a little different and get the guys from Plan A to answer all the dating questions. So if you asked me a non-dating question, then the answer will be found on my latest blog post on AestheticDistance.com. Otherwise, it's going to be answered here. So guys, you want to introduce yourselves and say hi? Hi, this is uh, Philip. I'm one of the editors on Plan A and one of the tech heads too. And right beside him, I'm Oxford. Uh, I'm John, and um, I mostly do graphic work and uh, Fuck Yeah Fridays. Which are very awesome. Which are great. And it's Mark, another editor, uh, writer, podcaster for Plan A. Glad to be here. Awesome. So let's start. The first question is... I am 35-ish and divorced with kids. I'm terrified of jumping back into the dating scene and don't want to go the club and bar route. Should I try dating apps? Which ones? Are we doing like round robin and just going in order or what? Yeah, anyone who wants to answer, just jump in. I think I think dating apps are a good way to go if you want to avoid bars. I personally don't really like the bar scene either. I think if you're open to meeting people kind of wherever you go, you know, as long as they're contextually appropriate. I think 
there's no reason that you couldn't use some combination of dating apps. And then who knows, right? Like you go into that coffee shop or you pick up a hobby or something. People do like to connect over shared interests. Yeah, I could see I could see people like meeting at, at like the gym or something or a coffee shop or even like I think most of that, but the gym is a really tricky one, I think. Yeah, everything I've ever read said do not do that. <laughs> okay, okay, so no. It's mind. also bad because <laughs> yeah. most gyms I think have at least the ones I go to have a very big gender imbalance. For like every ten guys there's one woman. Okay. I don't think that woman would feel good if she was surrounded by all these sweaty hulking guys and they all come up to hit on her. I mean, who Probably knows, not, right? Not but, the best yeah. thing. <laughs> well, well, that just sort of means that the girls got the the pick of the litter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, as the one as the one divorced guy uh, of the group, uh, I think dating apps are a great choice. I think for in, in terms of the ones that are uh, like better, uh, or if she wants a relationship, uh, it, a coffee meets bagel is one. I think I think that's probably the best one um, for the relationship side. Coffee meets yeah. bagel. Do you think that the do you think that the age range is um, do you think the demographic skews a little bit older? Yeah, it does a little older and more professional. So there are a lot of 30, 30 somethings there. Yeah, I I think and I think uh, Mark and Oxford, you guys had a pod about like dating advice for guys, and you mentioned this piece too that I thought was applicable to both men and women. But the thing about a dating app versus real life is that with a dating app, you know, ostensibly everyone on there is actually single. But if you're trying to meet people in real life, it's exactly. hard to kind of broach that subject of, are you single, right? Without um, it being awkward or inappropriate right. or whatever, or take, or basically just taking a lot of time to learn that. So I think like that's just one massive advantage of being on these dating apps and websites is that you just have people, you're just meeting people who are actually going to be viable, you know, potential um, uh, dates and mates, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You can just cut to the chase. Right, and, and I would be... Um, I know this is tough to say, but because she might feel that disclosing the fact she has kids will close off a lot of possibilities. But I think it's important that she put that out there in her profile so that any any guy so that too. does mm-hmm. respond, she can have at least a little bit of assurance that they know she has a kid and that didn't stop them from contacting her or replying yeah, to her. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's a... Even though it's scary, I think um, it's important to be up. So that, that's a good point. But not all dating apps have like a filter for, you know, divorced and that's or with true. kids. So wh- which are the ones that do like support that? Right? Like, Wait, th- do any apps have that filter? I thought it was just yeah. something you put in your bio. I mean, bio is the fallback. But if you're if you're going to an app where there's filtering, like uh, Coffee Meets Bagel or like Plenty of Fish and um, uh, OK Cupid, I think some of them might have like a checkbox literally for divorced. Uh, and others might not. Yeah, I think that's part of the relationship status. I think for all of them, there's like a choice to say you're divorced. And then I'm not quite sure about whether you can indicate you have kids or not, uh, you know, in a field there outside of your bio. Uh, Maybe on Plenty of Fish you can. Plenty of Fish is another dating website, um, an app that's free. Not, in my experience, the greatest for anything serious. And it's a whole mix of people. The demographics are all all over the place. I mentioned Coffee Meets Bagel just because I've had success with it. Uh, and I think it does just skew um, a little more serious relationship minded. I, I think two things about the kids is that one, like they're going to be a part of whoever. It's up to the mother or the father, uh, I guess in this case, the mother, to decide what kind of relationship they want the kids to have with this potential Absolutely. other person and to communicate that pretty clearly. Right. Like that's. 
I think that's the most、mm-hmm. important part. I don't know if it's necessary to like have it have a picture with your kids be the first picture somebody sees, but when you do talk to them, you just let them know, like, hey, my kids are going to be a part of this. They're important to me, and I. I find it hard to believe that any guy worth his salt will have a will di- like will respect that. Wow, John, you're like I think you're like the youngest one of us, and you gave the most mature answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I it's kind of a little personal. My parents are divorced when I was young. Kind of experienced、mm-hmm. things yeah. as yeah. the kid being introduced to a lot of random dudes, and I'm like, who the hell are you? Oh, I have an anecdote. I once I went on this. Date with someone I met on one of these apps, and then I mean, she was fairly young. And then she asked me if I want to see a picture of her child, or like she said, like my son or something.、Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. <laughs> she met her pet. She met her dog or something. And then, and then she showed me the. Pic- she must have seen the look on my face, and she's like, oh, I was joking. I was talking about my dog. <laughs> so yeah, it's good to be very upfront. You know what, though, Oxford, that kind of like. That touches on one other thing. I think the reason why it's such a big deal for guys is there's a concern that there's an expectation that they be somebody to the child, and I, I think、mm-hmm. a lot of guys aren't necessarily. They're, maybe they're not against it, but they have no. I like we, it's not something we talk about or think about or hope will happen, and so it's a surprise for a lot of guys. And some, I have friends who have been involved with women who were divorced and had kids and. They like those kids, and they formed a relationship with them. And others are less sure if they're ready to like undertake that kind of responsibility, and maybe setting、sure. some kind of expectation, right? Like I, you know, maybe the mother says, "Look, I don't expect you to be unless things get more serious. I don't expect you to mm-hmm, take mm-hmm. care of my kids or anything like that." And maybe sets boundaries that they can then work around or determine for themselves if that's something they want to step into. All right, Liza. Next question. So the next question is: Do guys care about cellulite? Anyone want to take this?、Uh, how much? How much cellulite? I think the simple. Yeah, I think the simple. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the simple. That's the honest answer, right? Well, it's not something I actively think about, right? Because I'm assuming this this is something that you're gonna see when you're probably like at that stage where you're gonna sleep with this person or something. So pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's. It shouldn't really be the first thing you're thinking about, so it's hard to answer. Because I guess I the question is, would it be a turnoff if you discovered it? Well, what if she's walking around the apartment in like her underwear, or you guys do something and she's wearing a bathing suit and she's got cellulite? Gonna、like- guess that it's probably guys probably care less than what women care. Like it's probably not nothing to be honest, but it's it's probably something that women are much more self conscious of than guys. Okay. That's my rough. That、estimate. sounds about right. I mean, I think I, I didn't catch who said it, but、uh, whoever said that,、um, if it comes up, you guys are probably already kind of in the apartment or things are happening. And if they're into you to that、yeah. point, I I find it hard to believe any guy would be like, nope, that's the final straw. <laughs> get your cl- yeah, it would be put your clothes back on and get and, out. And of honestly, here. if that, if, <laughs> I mean, there are there are、yeah. others that would Just, yeah, that would like, elicit uh, such a yeah, reaction. I don't, but I don't that's, that's not going to happen. I mean, it, I, again, like it's something that, like, if it's if someone doesn't like heavier girls, let's say, then you wouldn't even get、right. to the point where you'd be. But it's not that something. But isn't this not related not to weight at、type. all? I'm I'm not too sure about. Do do guys even get cellulite? I'm not. I'm not. I probably sound no, really they ignorant. Don't. They don't. <laughs>、oh, okay. No, they don't. Guys don't. 
I thought it was it like subcutaneous it's, fat. It's like cellulite on your on the back of your thighs. It's not really something that guys get. Guys tend to store their fat in mm. other places. Like women, women, it's like their hips right, and their right. thighs. For men, it tends to be like their stomachs. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's not something that I think, as Oxford said, guys are preoccupied with. So I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm purposely holding off to answer last because my girlfriend has a little bit of cellulite, and because she's normal. Yeah, because right? it's just like it's just one of one of many, you know, things sure, that a body can have. have and it, right? I don't, I don't even want to call it an imperfection because I don't really see it that way per se. But like, I personally, hundred percent, like, don't, don't care. Like, and it's one of those things too where I think there are some men who like eventually when they, they know someone well enough, they, they see those, what you might call an imperfection and like end up actually really, really right. liking. Cause it's, it's, it's a quirk, a physical quirk of their right. partner. Right. Like even like freckles yeah. is an example. The freckles are a bit more obvious, I think, up front. Right? Like a really hairy dude or something. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> they can't, they can't help it. Yeah. It's or, just the or way that. they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just the way I, they I are. guess. Um, I, I think those infomercials where you can use that wax, <laughs> wax it off. Yeah. Not that I've tried. Not that I've tried. <laughs> right. We've all seen 40 year old right. version. Anyway, right? Philip, you were saying? Yeah. So not, 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 I'm saying not a big deal. Um, I mean, I like, I think that, yeah, it's, but this is just a personal, you know, I don't have a feel for how all guys feel about it. But uh, for me, I don't, I don't mind at all. Such a model boyfriend. Right <laughs> <here>. <laughs> I mean, just in my 35 years, that's never come up in a conversation with yeah. my yeah. guy friends. Totally. Yeah. Saying like, oh, you know, she had tons of cellulite and it turned me <laughs> off. Like no one ever, I mean, it might've been like something as crude as like she was fat or something, but as we said, it's probably not even related to weight. So is it? Okay. All right. Next question. So. How long do you need to be dating a guy before it's okay oh, no. to poop in his apartment? <laughs> Sincerely, a loud pooper. She go then. Ha, this is my favorite question. We should we should uh, refer to the the person asking the question as Alp A L P a loud pooper. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was thinking that too. Well, you know Alp. I like, was thinking that too. Um, I don't know. That's a that's a really random question. First of all, um. The, the first thing I think about is, this is kind of random, but the first thing I think about is, like, in Japan, I've heard that they've had these, like, they have these, like, keychains you can buy that, like, play music. <laughs> and the idea is that you bring it with you into, like, a, t- mm-hmm. like a public mm-hmm. toilet stall and you, like, turn it on to play, like, background music. Well, I heard some stalls. Oh, yeah. I've, I've the, seen the stalls that have, like, already. you know, like, like built-in radios, even. I heard there are noise <laughs> caps on toilets. <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, this definitely points to it too, being yeah. a concern, but when it gets to like a very personal situation, like pooping in someone's toilet, uh, sorry, pooping in someone's apartment. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully, hopefully the toilet. Yeah. Well, it is in his toilet. Yeah, I, mis- I misspoke. <laughs> yeah, um, I hope, yeah. I don't know how long, but one thing I can say is that if it's something that you're self-conscious about, there's definitely strategies right. for, for mitigating it, right? Like you can definitely like... Run yeah. across to the Starbucks across the. Well, apartment. yeah, but in this scenario, it's like in the apartment, so maybe like put some put some music on or something like that. Yeah, like you bring a Bluetooth speaker with you. Yeah, watch some YouTube <laughs> videos. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Bring your yeah. phone in there, blast it. My girlfriend didn't wait too long. <laughs> <laughs> and it was her own apartment, so <laughs> and it didn't turn me off. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but you know, I don't know. I think every guy is a little different with that, but I don't think oh, any man. of us are sort of stand on ceremony and or I mean, feel like women I'll, don't I'll, poop, let me you know? tell you there was <laughs> there was uh one relationship i had where i think maybe a week and a half into dating i was over at at her place and she had roommates and and her roommate 
came over and knocked on the door and whispered to her and she disappeared for like five minutes, came back. If you think pooping at a guy's place or having him know you poop is embarrassing, just don't ever get the toilet stuck. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, that reminds me of that story. I think it was in the UK. Did you guys hear about this? No. Where some girl was over at a guy's place. She clogged up the toilet. So she tried to throw it up. Oh, yeah. Oh. But it got and then it got stuck. But it got stuck in this, yeah. And then she tried to, I guess, retrieve it. But then she got stuck in the window, and they had to call the fire department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, and then he came in and tried to help yeah, you her. Don't want that. And then he couldn't get her out, so then they had to get the fire. That's like an X-rated Mr. Bean episode. That is. Yeah. I mean, does this happen a lot though? Mortifying. Yeah. D- does do people get stuck in the window trying to retrieve their own excrement? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 like, like this question of pooping on the first date. On the first date. I assume this was more for established relationships when you might mm-hmm. be living was, together. Yeah, she's... Oh, right, right, right. So she's saying, like, to be dating a guy, so it's like, um, I guess it's Okay, like, I see, right. I guess it doesn't matter, because if you guys are, like, established... Then it wouldn't matter, right? Maybe it's like, what when you feel like the magic doesn't need to be preserved anymore, and you guys are... Like you're like starting you to ex- spend the night at each other's houses. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe something like that, or or like you guys hit some kind of milestone. And, like a few months. I don't know. I think for sure, if you're if you're spending nights at each other's places, you'd expect them to be okay with you using their toilet yeah. because at that point you're just doing normal life stuff, but just at, in a different space, right? Yeah. But if you're if it's like early dates and you're not, and maybe then it's still a little bit weird, but. Even then, I feel like I feel like hearing someone's poop sounds is a very humanizing thing, and so it could be like a great icebreaker. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you could ask him to to measure the decibels of the poop. Is that? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Personally speaking, I'm just very I, mean, uh, I I hate toilet humor, and I I kind of whether it's like my male friends or someone I'm dating, um, I probably wouldn't want to hear it. And I it would be kind of like a two way thing. I won't do it to you. You won't do it to me, but <laughs> there's a, I mean, for example, I live in a, I mean, uh, Philip's right here with me. You can see how small my studio is. If someone's in the bathroom, there's no way you can not hear it. Yeah, so, that's true. That's true. I think it's something, <laughs> like I've been in relationships, but I've never been in one in which I guess we've ever lived together, or I guess my bathroom was so close that, that this was ever an issue. <laughs> yeah. I think it's something that if it happens, it's not as big a deal, but, but if it hasn't happened, it might seem like it, but Hey, uh, we all poop. Yeah, it's all do it. So. Yeah, you should you should yeah. buy the uh, book Everybody Poops, or um, and just like yeah. you know, leave, leave that around. Leave yeah, it in the bathroom. get him to read it, <laughs> or better yet, invest in that noise canceling toilet. Yeah, there you go. All right, so let's move on to the let's next one. Do we establish no. anything helpful? Sorry, I'll, I don't know if sorry. that's helpful. <laughs> sorry, a loud pooper. It's just a. It's up to you. Yeah, yeah it's a leap yes. of faith. You're just testing the just dude. Go ahead. And if he's got a problem with it, he's got a problem with it. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. not the right dude. Don't give yourself a medical condition holding it in. You have to do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah. I like to hook up on the first date because I enjoy sex. Does this turn guys off from wanting a long-term relationship with me? Um, I think no, but I, I think the problem is, at least for me, based on I'm assuming like you met through an app or or whatever. You don't really know what you want with that other person right off the bat. I mean, in rare cases, you might say, oh, this person has my exact same interests or, or, I don't know, texting back and forth is is great. I could really see myself 
with a long-term future with this person. But most of the time, it's someone you find you know, at least somewhat attractive. You seem to have some good flow back and forth. And then you meet up. And I think if there's a problem with hooking up too early, it's that you don't give that... I guess you, you don't let that thing grow. And if like I think most guys, you're not just talking to one person on these apps. You're probably seeing multiple people. Uh, so if if you sleep with someone right away, you can, it, it might, if that guy doesn't really know what, what he wants with you, he might think, okay, I've slept with her. Don't really know what's next uh, because right. I don't know her well enough to see uh, a potential. And then you might get bumped down some kind of priority list. That's my concern. If you really want something more long-term with the guy. I feel like in an ideal world, she she's asking the wrong question. Like, does this turn guys off from wanting a long-term relationship with me? Instead right. of asking mm. herself, like, do I want a long-term relationship with every dude that I have sex that, with? That's a no, right? Mm. It's a good, that's a, I mean, that's... Right. Probably. I, I, I'm assuming most women, they have guys that they just kind of maybe want to sleep with once and, and forget about, and then guys that they might want something more with. I'm assuming she's asking this about someone she wants something more with, not just every guy she has a first date with. Okay, so you think that she's asking, like, there's someone in particular that she's already slept with on the first date, and now she's wondering, can it go? But I, uh, I'm saying, like, I'm saying women probably categorize guys in which there's, like, a guy that maybe I don't, maybe he's kind of, like, dumb, or maybe he's kind of boring, but maybe he's attractive, so I'll just sleep with him. And it's okay if we never see each other again. Okay. And then there are guys whom she might want more mm-hmm. something serious with, if the first type of guy she sleeps with on the first date and never hears from him again, she's not going to care that much. But the second type of guy is what she's really asking about. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll jump in here. I don't, I don't see. I've never. I would not hold it against anyone mm-hmm. if they slept with me on the first date. I don't think. I mean, right, <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I, it doesn't turn me like do I don't that? evaluate. <laughs> right. I know. I know. <laughs> It, it doesn't uh, it doesn't factor into a long term relationship with me. I think it's great when a woman knows like what she wants out of a relationship, what she's comfortable with. I don't think women should go out of their comfort zone just for that, right? But if that's what she wants to do and that's what she enjoys, I don't see any problem with it. So you think that she should be in command of her own sexual virtue, just like men are? Sure, totally. I think that what is necessary though, when people will engage that way, is a, a clear decision on their part, what they're looking for, what they're not okay, what their boundaries are, what they're looking for out of the relationship, and then communicate that to the other person. If both people are on the same page, I don't, I mean, it could be, it, there's always the case that somebody misjudged themselves and what they want, but still, at least it's above board. People know what the expectations are, where the boundaries are, and then they can choose for themselves. Okay, is this something I'm okay with or not? And some, it's not a perfect, it's not perfect. Sometimes things go awry, but I don't think that should discourage anybody from hooking up on the first date just because they're worried that somebody might discount them or, or right. like the, label when you them don't even know what is going to happen, right? You have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I would say that, like, sex is a very important part of relationships. And so, you know, this reader said that, yeah, I'm a, I'm a sexually active and it's a very enjoyable thing for me. And so I think this is one of those situations where it just works out in the sense that if you if they don't like it, if you sleep with them on the first day and they're not into it, 
then you probably don't want to be with them because they're not as open to that kind of you know lifestyle or, or choice about about sex. So yeah, yeah, yeah. or they've judged yeah. you. You don't want to yeah. be with that kind of person. You know, right? Yeah. I guess I'll kind of go against the flow here. Now, I would recommend if you want something a little more than maybe just like a date or a few, don't sleep on the first date. And this is why, at least from my experience, the first time you have sex with someone is usually one of the worst in terms of sexual experiences because you don't really know each other. You're a little nervous. Uh, so if in the, in the short amount of time you've known this person, maybe just a few years, if, if I mean, not years, if a few hours, if the, if one of the strongest, <laughs> uh, I guess impressions of this person is like a mediocre to sub mediocre sexual experience, I don't think that's gonna foster strong feelings. So I would. Why is it gotta <laughs> be a competition, man? Wait, what competition? Uh, he's joking. I, that's a, that's a good, that's a good point, I think. But at the same time, like, if, if you were to see somebody for like, let's say, I don't know, th- like two dates, three dates, is the first time sex going to be that much better after two or three dates? But then you will at least have a couple of dates right. of conversation or whatever to build. Oh, on. I see. That's what, what that's what my point is. Yeah, before potentially disqualifying yourself if you're seeing a prude man. Yeah, I, I don't even think it's a question of prudishness. It's just what kind of impression are you leaving on this person? Because we all live, especially now in a world with apps. As I said, m- most people are talking to many people at the same time, going dating multiple people. So you want to make a lasting impression on the person you're most interested in. You don't want that impression. I think, uh, realistically speaking, um, you want to have something more for the other person to remember you more than, as I said, like a not that great sexual experience. Well, I, I don't know if it's always the case that just because you guys don't know each other for a long time or deeply that the sex is necessarily going to be mediocre. I, I mean... Yes, I agree. Like, as two people get to know each other, certainly, I think things get better. But how people kind of relate in terms of personality or culture or whatever their requirements might be for romantic um, interests, there's always, like, chemistry, physical chemistry is always, in my experience, like a really big X factor. Sometimes you don't, you can't explain it, but it's there. Sometimes you would think it's totally there, but it's just not there. And I don't know. For me, it's, I feel like you just kind of have to jump in and see what happens. Maybe you guys click for three dates and then you guys kiss and it's just not there. All right, Liza, next question. Um, the next question is, is hotness the only thing guys care about on dating apps? How much does my bio even matter? So I think this question is interesting because when I was in grad school, I was on a dating app And I changed my bio from grad student to aerobics instructor, and my inbox got completely flooded with messages. Like, I didn't change my photos, just that detail in my bio. So I think it does matter. Which app or site was this? Holy crap. Probably, like... (laughs) I don't remember. Uh, Approximately what year was this? We could probably narrow it down based on the year. (laughs) Okay, so I got... Okay, so I met my husband in 2008. We got married in 2009. So it's probably around 2008 or right, seven. It's got to be like OkCupid or Match.com. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was going to say. Probably, I think okay. it, None of the I apps think it, existed back then. I was like even before the iPhone. The, no, this was like, um, I think that back then it was like I, the, the first iPhone. Sounds about right. So it's probably OkCupid because it certainly wasn't Tinder. Okay. Your husband's pretty cool, so it's probably not plenty of fish. I'm just kidding. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I so... 
so like I said, like none of the pictures changed, but the bio went from grad student to aerobics instructor. And that made like, it just made like a world of difference. So I think the bio does matter, but I don't know. Like, what do you guys think? But Eliza, like this is, this is early days. This is pre Tinder, right? So this is a time when like these dating sites, bios matter a lot more than pictures do. Right. Okay. But today with like Tinder, especially, I think it's just like a, often a, a gut reaction to a picture. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Like, do, True, do you look because at... We were, there was no swiping back then. It's like mm-hmm. you were actually going through mm-hmm. people's profiles. Yeah, yeah you actually yeah. had to like look like at... Like there was a would... lot of scrolling still. You know, I think with, uh, you know, with Tinder, Bumble, you know, Coffee Meets Bagel, all the dating apps on the phones, your pictures are like 90% of the, the um, experience and, and, and uh, going to dictate how well you do. I think the bios matter a little bit, but mm-hmm. I really feel like your quote unquote hotness just off the first or second picture is gonna is gonna be the major factor. Yeah, I I mean this is not like a dirty secret, I'm sure everyone knows this, but I'm pretty sure most guys will swipe right at probably the majority of, of oh, options yeah, exactly. if they need some some bare minimum of, of attractiveness. Just just because it's a number thing, if we we're as picky, I think, as women on these apps. Like our our time would be just spent way too long on these things. So I think the the thing about bios is we just don't have time to look at them. So and you don't have to be super hot on these apps. I think to get a right swipe, I've never actually seen a woman in in live uh, swiping on these <laughs> things. But I would assume she gets matched way more often than the average. Like the average one, I'm assuming gets way more matches than the average guy. Easy. Oh, for, oh, so, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, it's not like you have to be a model to get matches mm-hmm. but the thing is the bio is probably like guys are probably not looking at that at the first go okay that's something you're probably gonna women have to worry look about at at- bios that is yeah because yeah, women like all, women can't swipe right my, on everything all or, or my she'll get yeah friends they they will read every part of and they will dissect you hear that, that guys bio that that every dude that is scary savage <laughs> so for guys your your bios matter not only do you have to be adonis but now you have to be freaking PhD doctor lawyer. <laughs> no, it's not about that. It's more about what what they're dissecting is like. Okay, so he said he yeah. said it this way. Like, yeah, it, can he spell? Oh, oh, you have to be a Pulitzer. <laughs> you have to be a Pulitzer Prize winning author now. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, no, I'm joke. I'm joking. I think uh, bio. One thing I can say about bios is that there's so little. If like it's. I've seen bios where a woman will try and describe every facet of her and it's it's just difficult like no matter how well that's written it's difficult to get across what talking to that person is like that's true and so mm-hmm. I think people do kind of give less weight to the bio also sometimes it's just like hiking food travel and I'm like all right well that didn't right. give me anything mm-hmm um, and also, yeah, to to reinforce that, things that really come up way too often. If you want to stand out, don't mention food, don't mention travel. I see a lot of like go to museums, maybe say which museum, like what kind of museum and why. But those are just, I think they're the female equivalent of you know the guy with the fish picture or <laughs> something like that. It's it's very, it, it doesn't tell you much, and it, in fact, it might just make you. Look Is that like, a real thing? The guy with the fish picture? I think it used to be. I no, um, my female friends told me it's a real thing. It's wow. like, or like a hiking picture or something like that. Um, I think it started with the fish. Then the guys realized it was too basic, so they went to the tiger pictures. <laughs> I actually saw yeah, a tiger, tiger picture. The girls do that too. You always, 
Or like, yeah, it's like, I know it was exciting to go to Machu Picchu, but so did everybody else. So please yeah. don't have I haven't been to picture. Machu Picchu and even I'm bored of it. Exactly. It's like, and, and it's the same shot. It's the same shot. Would it be okay if it was a different shot? So no, it's still Machu Picchu. <laughs> a different angle. But yeah, uh, you know, and, and it also depends on what the bio is, right? So you went from grad student to aerobics instructor. <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean, certain guys, it's going to be That's like, actually oh, okay. one thing that comes up, but it's not really, in, I mean, it's part of your bio, but it's not something you have uh, a whole amount of control over, which is like profession or education. I do know that some guys will take that into consideration. Okay. So they so guys still do judge bios a little bit. So girls can't just like if if it's a hot girl, she can't. No, just she can not totally have a bio, not have a bio. Or you're bio. saying that if she's hot, she could just leave it blank. Okay, <laughs> it so depends on how hot you are. <laughs> oh, if it's blank, I automatically assume bot. What? Oh, that's that's true. That's true. That's Sometimes the, that's like catfishing or, or bots, or, I, guys will still oh, unless it's like true. super no, obvious. True, yeah. Guys will still take a shot though. <laughs> where I'm not saying I won't matter. take a shot. Yeah. I just like, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? But where it does matter, I think, are like maybe coffee meets bagel or uh, yeah, for sure. more long, for sure. long-term kind of relationship sites. Then I think it comes into play a little bit more. I think if you read somebody's bio and you're just like, nope, not into that, not into that, not into that. Why bother? And then profession, like type of pre- profession you're in. I, I know, Liza, you said that you experienced the difference. Um, I, I think definitely that is a factor. Uh, I don't want to bring up specific examples, but I think generally speaking, guys will measure sort of the stability of your career, the the potential direction of your career. If if they themselves are that kind of that kind of mindset, other guys might prioritize flexibility and schedule. It's I think it's not something worth trying to plan for. But yeah, in in long term situations, there's more room to, in, to kind of get your character across. But yeah, that's an important um, point, John, is that I think it's more compat- compatibility with a guy's own own schedule. So like, you mm-hmm. know, if you're a nine to five and, you know, you might come attract an attractive woman and but she's like a doctor with a schedule that's crazy, that doesn't yeah. sort of match up to what yeah you have, then that's uh, I think that's the consideration. Like, because honestly, for me, I'm not looking for any particular profession or mm-hmm. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I I would like them to have a job and for it to be something that's not just hourly or, or, you know, sort of that type of thing because I'm more professional. But Mm -hmm. as long as they have a job, like I'm not looking for someone who's going to eventually take care of me. But so, um, but it's more compatibility of schedule. Schedule is definitely key. Definitely key. Like the industry that I worked in previously, almost everybody ends up in, in the long term relationship, they end up with somebody in the same industry or sure. another service industry where the oh, hours. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, who else are you going to be able to spend time with on a Wednesday afternoon? Yeah. Um, so this isn't answering the question of do guys read bios, but this is an interesting pro tip that I've heard from a free female friends of mine that use Tinder about how to find guys that actually read bios. And so apparently <laughs> what some girls would do um, is that they'll actually make their first picture like something like random, like a non sequitur. Like to take a picture of like some random food or like a like a building or like a cropped picture of themselves where you can't really see what they look like. Mm-hmm. And then they'll like put their like actual pictures further down in the set, so that the guy needs to actually tap through and like oh. look at your look at your full profile. And this is on Tinder, right, where you don't see as much until you tap through. 
um, and swipe through your pictures, right, to actually look through all your pictures rather than making a gut check on or a, a, a gut decision on the first one. And of course, you're going to miss some guys who are like, what is this random picture of like a mini putt course and swipe left. But if you're not looking for that, you want someone who actually is a little bit more deliberate, which I think is a type, then that trick apparently is effective. Interesting. I can okay. see that. So- okay, so the next one. I've heard that if the girl has to make the first move, the relationship most likely won't last. Is that true? Do guys not like assertive women? Sounds like an urban legend. <laughs> or a myth. Like, sounds like a myth to me. It does. It sounds yeah. like this girl is taking dating advice from her grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? I think if a guy likes a girl and she makes the first move, he's going to be very grateful. <laughs> he's going to be... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But... Why not? I think the problem is when a guy is not 100% sure and then she makes the first move uh. and then he's going to think, do I really like her? Am I just with her because she came to me and I'm just taking what I can get? And yeah. um, mm-hmm. guys like to feel as though they have balls and they're going after something they want. And I think if they feel as though this is just something that happened to them and they're just going with the flow, I think there's a danger in that uh, he, he, like, he won't be as invested. That's my concern. So you think that she should probably play hard to get a little bit? I think there is some value in kind of these old like i guess games like you don't obviously don't want to play them too much but there is a reason they kind of exist i don't know what you guys think mm-hmm. but i i would disagree my own experiences have kind of been different like i don't get asked out all the time or anything but i have oh, been me neither i'm not saying yeah i've had i've had great relationships and obviously i'm a different like not every guy is going to be like me right there are certainly some guys that do care about that or they take that into consideration or they think like what if the guys call me a pussy uh i don't know i mean this i feel like this is a little bit like the the sex on uh you know on a first date question again Mm -hmm. it's one of those personal things like i don't think that should that should discourage anyone from asking somebody out if they're interested in them i mean i i kind of get what you're saying oxford about like it might change the guy's perception of it I I don't know. That's I don't think there's any like hard line. Sometimes you gotta just ask and find out. Yeah, I I, I I feel like I I've met enough couples where the woman is like really extroverted and outgoing, and the guy is mm-hmm. like quiet, shy, introverted. But it's like a good relationship, often long term. And I'm if I think about those couples, I'm like. There's no way that guy made the first move. Just yeah. judging from his personality, right? <laughs> I, and I'm not saying it's because it's, it's, he's like shy is a bad thing, but I'm saying he just not isn't the type to do it. it I, I feel like on on average, and so it it definitely would work out, but it it really does depend on the guy. I think. Wait, by first move, what exactly are we talking about? Like if she's the first one to text him, or if she asks him for like, I don't know, maybe she messages him on like Instagram or something, or. Like, if you matched up on an app and you, if the woman messaged you first, I think that's perfectly fine. I'm based on some of my experiences. I've had instances in which a woman will message me first, then she ghosts on me, like, a few hours later. And I'm thinking, (laughs) wait, you messaged me first. What what the hell is going on? So it's really not indicator of anything. When you say, like, first move, I was thinking more of something maybe uh, someone you know in real life. Well, that's, it's, I mean, it wasn't specified. So maybe the first move is, like, someone you know in real life and then she just... You know, what are you doing this weekend? Do you want to do something with just us? I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I mean, if you're already friends, you know each other, you know, it, it depends on what you've, 
what the guy feels. So like it's up to the guy then to be like, well, if he likes her for, you know, to take up, take her up on it and be like, okay, well, this is a date. And then if, if he doesn't like her in that romantic sense to be like, you know, Jane, I really like you as a friend, but we can go hiking or whatever you want to do. Go to Machu Picchu, but um, we're just friends, you Whoa. know. Hi, like, roller you know, here. I, I feel like first date to Machu Picchu. <laughs> How can we know, compete with that? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I feel like then it's up to the guy to sort of play that role of being the person to say, okay, yes or no to that. Are we really going to try to change these some of these gendered stereotypes, or are we not? I feel like right. a lot of guys won't won't be that honest yeah. as i said i think if there's mutual attraction it doesn't matter as sure. much especially if the guy's more shy it's a place i'm concerned is where the guy's kind of like wishy-washy because yeah. like a lot of guys mm-hmm. are indecisive they don't really know what they want and they'll just maybe the low hanging mm-hmm. fruit every once, That's in, totally once true. in a while so and then just hold out for something better yeah so you don't want to be the person who's like too available right. and the guy's just like oh i got nothing to do this weekend so i'll just call her up because she asked me out but if you're both like into each other then as i said he's probably just gonna be like oh thank god i don't have to put myself out there Mm -hmm. maybe what you're cautioning against is just like you said making yourself too available or or maybe um like just don't compromise yourself in the process but at the same time like some guys are pretty fucking daft like they don't (laughs) yeah they don't take they don't take clues very well you know i have guy friends who like just don't get it when it grows really into them and so it, 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 I think it does, like, there's, there's no harm in trying. But at the same time, I feel like if you are concerned about these gender norms, I think it's possible to be very kind of aggressive with trying to get that date without actually, like, making, literally making the first move and asking them on a date. That's true. Like, you can, for example, like, say, you know, to talk about comic mo- like movies and say, did you see it? You know, you don't say what you want to see it together, but, like, put out interests that <laughs> naturally lead to dates. <laughs> So that right. the guy has like right. every opportunity, right? Every opportunity to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. True, so you can still do that, right? I think, if you're concerned. To just um, ask but at the same time, out. you just want to ask yeah. them point blank. I think that's, yeah, not not necessarily harmful because some guys are just like, right. they don't they don't really clue in. <laughs> yeah. Some guys are really dense. They really, they, they oh, would yeah, miss even sure. that. For sure. Yeah, sometimes it's just a self-defense mechanism. Maybe um, they fall in for the wrong signals too many times. So they're thinking. It's possible. All right, let's, yeah, let's not possible. be a sucker right. again. And, or in yeah, context, yeah. I Context too, I think, really matters. Like depending whether you know people in common or if it's a more of a professional kind of environment. I think there are lots of guys who would express interest, but they don't want to be that guy. If you know what I mean, and so they want to play it safe, especially in a professional setting. Yeah, I, especially in a pro- definitely. Yeah, I, I think that's setting. one of those hard and fast rules. Generally, don't do it. Generally, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's hard. I think, yeah, I would say in that case, just don't do it at all. But I was going to say there's lots of different ways that like girls can flirt with guys without Mm -hmm. having to be that aggressive, aggressive, you know, like, like you could go into his Instagram and just start deep liking all of his photos. (laughs) And then if you do that, he'll probably, he'll notice that you like his, his pictures, you know. Are they that, that really, that well, dense? It, I don't know, Eliza. I mean, some guys like, okay, for me, yeah. So, yeah. So for me, like, you know, I've been fairly insecure oh, a lot of my life. Wow. And I would, and, and I had some incidences in, uh, in like high school and stuff where like girls would punk me and stuff like that. Oh, fuck. So like, you know, wow. yeah. So like, not like a lot or, you know, it was just like phone calls and people were giggling and anyway, so like, you know, in, re- in like when, when you became an adult, yeah. 
you wouldn't, you know, any, any positive signal, it could have been a flare. It, it could have been, you know, a siren in my face. Yeah. I wouldn't believe it because I think, oh, they're just trying to get one over on me. They're not, you know, you know, the cameras, people are going to come out with the cameras and everything. It's going to, or they're going to come back and laugh with their friends. So like, you know, some guys that, you know, there are a lot of reasons why they're dense. Some are just dense because they're dense. Some are dense because of a defense mechanism. I think that Oxford said that. So like, I wouldn't necessarily see it as a bad thing, but it it might take a mm-hmm. lot to get my attention. And then I might just be like, well, I don't really like you in that way, but it's flattering. So um, women should take a shot right, if they want to take right. a shot. And if it doesn't work out, then or what are you you know, gonna do? that Wait might forever? happen, mm-hmm. even if you go the traditional way and, you know, the guy asks you out. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I kind of feel like they should just take a shot. Yeah, Mark, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that happen to you. I hope karma got back at those people. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I'm with the great woman right there now, so it doesn't matter. How magnanimous. <laughs> All right, I think we can move on, right? The next question is, one of my worst fears is getting fat, and I hate myself for it. How fat is too fat for guys? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll start off, because, Eliza, uh, we talked about this in the Slack, and, and you liked what I had to say, so I'll, I'll yeah. just say it. I think, I think too fat is when your body might, it starts losing shape. Uh, like, you know, generally, a human... F- Human shape, uh, male, female kind of has like a, you know, like your, your shoulders are, are wider than say your, your waist. You know, you kind of have hips and, and it, it, so that's like the basic shape. I think it, as long as you retain that, it's okay. I'm 100% sure that women care way more about their weight than men do. Like the thigh gaps thing, mm-hmm. like, like 0%. Okay. Zero, like 1% yeah. of guys care about that. We don't even know what the hell that's about. Not even. <laughs> yeah. That's no, that that's no is point like out. a thing that women spend money on because I, I keep hearing trends in plastic surgery where women are getting liposuction in oh. that specific area just so Man. they can have yeah. a bigger yeah. thigh gap. Yeah. And it's like, you know that that costs a lot. That costs like thousands of dollars. To analogize, it's like when women look at guys who are all roided out and they're thinking, oh, why do guys do that? It's the equivalent. Like guys think that's, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it's not yeah, even it's... for other, it's for women. It's, it's for them to, ex- uh, you know, express dominance over other guys. I think this is the female equivalent. Right. Um, yeah. So if you don't think that's attractive, it's what we think of thigh gaps or, or extreme thinness just mm. to um, try to see it from both perspectives. Honestly, I'm not down with plastic. Su- I don't think plastic surgery, like barring, you know, I don't want to call them legitimate cases or anything, but like barring more extreme cases, I think generally speaking, mm-hmm. I'm not for plastic surgery. Like you're cool the way you are. Don't, don't do all that. There's no need for that. Yeah. Um, and you definitely like, I think that's something that women are more concerned about that guys aren't necessarily concerned about. Have you ever heard the joke? What's the difference between curvy and fat? No. What's the difference? No. What is? Advertising. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because if you're curvy, then you still have a shape. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and I think that's the best, most practical advice that we've given this whole pod. Is that if you do, if you've lost your shape and you're just a rectangle. <laughs> <you're> just, <laughs> <What>? Rectangle. <laughs> She's just a cylinder. Then, no. then that might be. No, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of joking. I'm, I'm sort of being serious like that then. And if your doctor's like, you should probably lose some weight. I think it depends on every like target demographic, right, of men. Different groups are going to have different standards and what they consider uh, too fat or or too big or too skinny, as the case may be. One thing that I would like to put out there for for women to know is that weight, like, don't worry about your weight. Really, like, your weight is you're not better looking just because you're under under 100 pounds or 110 pounds or whatever that magical number is for you. It's, I mean, 
body composition matters more. Like, I, I think, I don't know. I just, it's not healthy. Don't focus on it. It's not worth it. By body composition, you're you're saying if let's say a woman weighs a lot, but it's mostly like muscle, and she has a really nice figure, that's a, that's way more attractive than someone who's malnourished. Definite for me, yeah, more attractive for me. I think more attractive for most guys. Certainly, there are health benefits aside from any kind of sexual or romantic interest. Don't worry about the weight; just be healthy. Yeah, but I also think there it's not entire like the whole obsession with weight. I don't think it's hundred percent for guys. That's no, true. That's true. Uh, Liza, you no, you, it, you might be. It's able not. To... I'm just saying, generally speaking. Oh like, yeah, uh, this is uh, yeah, this is not necessarily a comment uh, to your to what you said, but it's uh-huh. yeah, just from uh, something what I read online and stuff. It, it seems to be this idea they have that like like the thinner they they have this ideal of of like this wayfish heroine that they want to aspire to, mm-hmm. like like the mm-hmm. Audrey Hepburns or or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not always about attracting guys. I mean, this question is about it, but I think that's uh, that complicates matters. It, it explains why I say guys um, get all jacked up to you know like WWE yeah. levels. Like I mean, what women really finds that attractive? But it's 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 a yeah it's form a, of body yeah, dysmorphia. Yeah. Yeah, definitely health first and foremost, I think. Yeah, I, f- I feel like a guy who isn't going to date you because they think they're way too overweight is just not worth it. No. And then, and then aside from that, the, I think, the, yeah, the advice we're generally given is just, yeah, wh- health is a really important piece, um, to your happiness in addition to romance. So watch that first and foremost. I agree. There will be an increase in intention though, if you were to work towards a specific kind of i mean for the for the general population of guys they will respond more to one body type than the other oh sure yeah we all kind of know what that is we don't need to spell mm-hmm. it out all i guess all i'm saying is it's a spectrum not some kind of like magic that's true proof. yeah that's true there's no there's no magic number and and, and like if, i don't know if this helps but guys have kind of similar similar kind of self-conscious tendencies as well right like i have friends who are like mm-hmm. I'm too short. I'm five foot nine. <laughs> yeah, I'm like yeah. really, like you're yeah. you're like average. Like, but you know, it's it it happens in both sides as well. So, um, and they you know, there's always they feel like there's this magic number. I think for a lot of guys, at least like guys I know, six feet plus is some magic number, and I don't think it's That's necessarily so true. That's so far see... above the average. Like the national average in the U.S. for men is what like what is it five eight? No, I think it's five nine now. Five nine now. Okay. Last question of the night. I'm going to be that girl. How many of the Plan A guys are single asking for myself? I guess it's just me, Oxford speaking no. here. All you guys have girlfriends. Um, I guess I'm single, uh, dating around. I'm, I'm gesturing like like Vanna White towards Oxford right now. He's I think he's the only single guy. Mm-hmm. Singling and mingling. He writes really awesome articles. He's he's a single. He's ready to mingle. He enjoys long walks on the beach. Do I do I put a general area out there so they know where to fly to? So there you go. Oxford is single. He lives in New York City. Or maybe you guys can talk about how long you've guys been in relationships. Sure. Uh, I, I get. I'll go. It's Mark. Um, I've been with my girlfriend for about two years now. Um, we just moved into a condo together. Uh, Sweet. So it's pretty serious i'm really happy Yay. uh we met uh, we met on coffee oh, meets cool. bagel okay john what about you well I, so my situation is actually kind of complicated right now it's a long story not really uh not something i'm gonna get into here but um yeah i mean i guess you could you could basically say that i'm 
getting back onto the market probably oh be jumping right back into the fray but who knows? joined a party you never you never know yeah yeah what's up <laughs> okay then but oxford's great you should definitely <laughs> if you're in the city you should hit him up <laughs> and philip philip how about you I, i'm probably pretty unusual I'm, i've been in a, a long-term relationship if you count all the years up 13 years oh my god Oh, oh my wow. god! Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's longer than I've been Congratulations. married. <laughs> wow! I don't even know if I have friendships that long. <laughs> yeah, we're we're common law, as they call it in Canada. Very cool, yeah. man. Very cool. Yeah. Do you guys have any intent on getting married? Uh, a way to put him on the spot, John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, Why not? I I think maybe maybe one day, but uh, you know, I think I think. In the dating world, in the you know things are thoughts around marriage have changed a lot. I think uh, in general, I think some people yeah. like like I lived in in Montreal, Canada for three years, and in that in in all of Quebec, the whole province, like living common law and not getting married is super common. I don't know if it's as common as marriage, oh, really? but it's just like there is just like they don't really buy into the whole you know idea of marriage or the church and so on. So. You know, it's, yeah, it's a piece of it. Um, I'm not from there, but this, this is interesting to see in different places and different times, like views towards marriage change, I think. So, yeah. Well, legally, do you have all the same rights? Uh, if you're common law, at least in Canada, you can do stuff like file taxes together and so on. Um, my employer, who, who's been, who's been, my previous employer was very generous, uh, let us like, you know, get health care or whatever together, but it really depends. Um, I, I think it's funny. There's, there's this like Aziz and Sari sketch where he's talking about like asking, uh, a woman to marry him or in a hypothetical situation. And then, you know, she's in this situation. She's kind of terrified because he's, he's acting like a creep about it. And she's like, you know, oh, what, what, why do you want to do this? And his response is tax purposes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit, maybe a little bit cynical about, about marriage. Cause I mean, in a, in a non marital relationship for super long, but you know, we're happy as, as it is. So that's what counts for sure. Well, no, I, I asked because, you know, the only reason would be the tax purposes. <laughs> yeah. But if you get the same, yeah. but if you get the same uh, rights with common law, uh, then there's no reason yeah, for sure. Or, you know, you might not go to hell if you believe in that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I An know. additional perk. <laughs> that's right. Um, but yeah, so I have a little bit less experience, obviously, than you guys around dating apps and whatnot. But, um, I do see a lot of my, my, uh, you know, guy friends and, and female friends, um, getting into that nowadays, um, which has been kind of interesting just to watch from the sidelines, you know, and hear the stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I always wonder, um, you know, I have some friends, they are, they've been with their, like their college girlfriends for a while. And they're always asking me about what it's like to, to use these apps. And I always wonder what it'd be like to be in their shoes. And because there's so, so much sensationalist mm-hmm. media out there about yeah, definitely. like, it's, it's like ordering sex on seamless. It's mm-hmm. not like that. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I'm always wondering what, what they think I'm doing on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. Having endless sex. Seamless sex. That's what they think you're doing. Endless, endless, seamless sex. <laughs> yeah. That was it. That was the last one. Well, I hope we helped somebody. Cool. All right. So that concludes this episode of Escape from Plan A. Um, If you liked this episode, uh, we actually have um, an Escape from Plan A uh, sub-series just on dating. So there's going to be guys and girls talking about it. So you guys should check that out and you should subscribe. 